Hi, my name's Chloe, and since 2018, I've written over a thousand writing prompts. What do you do with all those writing prompts, you ask? Well, I talk with my best friend. Hi, welcome so, back. Yeah, welcome back to episode three. We're doing it. What is this? I know. Um, look at us go. I mean, happy news. We've officially uploaded our first one. We are officially live as of recording day. We were going through technical difficulties. Majority of them was because Lozzie accidentally deleted stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I saw buttons. I didn't know what said buttons did. So I pressed said buttons and I regret those decisions. Exactly. My but you know, it's a learning, it's a learning curve. I know what not to do now. Exactly. Okay. Well, episode three, you know what to do. Choose, tell me what to stop. Yeah. All right. Stop. I have a prediction that today is going to be another serious one. I have a feeling as well. Yeah. We've I escaped like... to the country. Yeah. We're in a cabin. We have escaped on a little spontaneous holiday, which is very unlike both of us. I know, I know. I love spontaneity, but also, like, to go this far. Like, not a day trip. Yeah, it stress- spontaneity stresses me out, which is why these stories stress me out. But, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about creating on the fly, no matter how bad it is. <laughs> Excuse me, the toad extravaganza was phenomenal. Yeah, you've got, you've got a point there. The TGU. Okay, choose between 14 and 21. Hmm. Um, let's go 19. 19 okay this is another kind of rare one that i've done in what way is like you know a lot of them are like you are this or something like kind of starting a story yeah this one's like a a twist this is more like a one for writing a poem oh like think of a cheesy metaphor or simile then use an antonym i have an example here okay e.g tears scorched her cheeks so instead of her tears were a waterfall, you use fire. Oh. We're just having a look online to see if there are any really standard ones that we can kind of... Like, you know them when you see them. Delve from. Wait, I might actually have one. Okay, okay, okay. I've just seen a diamond in the rough. <gasps> what if we flipped that and it's like the lump of coal amongst diamonds or something like that i'm liking this i'm liking this okay i mean obviously it's a metaphor yes well okay like diamond in the rough so yeah do we switch it around diamond be like a only one may enter sorry now i'm quoting aladdin i was like what are you doing aladdin i'm doing aladdin i know now good my comfort movie. If I'm less like cooking and I just need to put something on, I literally just go to Disney Plus and put on Aladdin. I won't put on anything else. Wild. I know. Comfort movies. Let's put on music. Because I'm not going to cry, but it's Disney and it warms my heart. It's one of the few Disney movies that doesn't make you cry. Yeah. I know. Um, okay, so like a rough amongst diamonds. Yeah. Okay, okay. So is this like a utopian future? Like, very, very, yeah, pristine, and then you've got this rough thing. I like that. Like, this per, so this person is maybe more of a realist, and they're seeing that everything that's so pristine is really corrupt. Yeah. 
and, and like, they're considered to be rough because they want to live realistically. I have a really good idea. Ooh. So diamonds are like the hardest gem. Yes. It's known. The second most is sapphire, I believe. Um, I know, fun facts with Chloe. Um, and yeah, on like the most hardness scale. Anyway, my point is, imagine like, yeah, they're majority diamonds. And then whenever something comes up against a diamond, it never wins because the diamond's stronger and it can cut mm-hmm. them. So that's why like they've always persevered. Yeah. Because if you actually go with literally nothing can beat them. Unless yeah. you get a laser. <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah, I'm thinking some sort of yeah utopian everything in my head about this world is white it's like really clean and white and like mm-hmm. i think it's giving me tomorrowland vibes have you seen that movie yeah yeah i've seen tomorrowland i don't know why and i don't know if that's even accurate but that's what my brain's doing hmm. and there's like glass like shuttles kind of all over the place and then there's this one person that sees like that all this perfection is so, like, corrupt and just not, not it. Okay, I'm asking for clarification here. Mm. So is it, like, a future, like, this world today, like, future, so, like, the shuttles are from our technological developments? Yeah. Or is it, like... Have you seen that meme where it's, like... So there's the TikTok sound at the moment. Have you heard the Beach Boys version of um, Low by Flo Rida? No, what? Oh, it's perfect. Think of, um, like, the Beach Boys style of music. Yeah. But then... Shoddy. Had the... <laughs> no! <laughs> it's like, he had them apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur. Yeah, the whole damn fur. <laughs> they okay, were okay. looking at her. It's so good. It's on the level of when the Wiggles covered, covered Tame Impala elephant. Oh, yeah, so... Have you seen those memes where, like, if this version of the song had been released at that point in time, this is what the world would look like and it's perfection? I've seen memes, like, if people accepted that the dress was, like, black and blue, then this would be the world now. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, That's what I'm picturing in my head. Ooh, okay. Actually, we could go with this. What if, like, what was the event that caused this utopia and what if the person realizes that the event that caused it was actually like really really bad so they go back and like manage to change it and then it means they're no longer in a utopia time travel i don't know i don't want to delve into time okay, travel okay time travel okay no because there's so many avenues for time travel there is you got a really good point yeah Okay, so this world, I know, but like, if we do the whole, like, world is perfect, and then they, like, ruin it, then it's, like, very cliche. It's cheesy. It it's, like, the cliche. opposite of the prompt. The prompt is, like, find something cheesy and then flip but it. But it's still the rough in the diamonds. The rough amongst the diamonds. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. What? Okay, so we should go down to, like, a niche, because there's, like, different types of stories. Is it going to be a story that's, like they're going to uproot the whole system or no, is it one of those stories that's, where that's too bold yeah or is it one of those stories where they're just going to find happiness in the family that they have i don't think that one either okay 
you come up with? <laughs> I know. I'm trying to conceptualize. I'm thinking maybe whatever makes this character rough actually helps the diamond society, but they're You're constantly being You're heading into divergent territory here. Am I? I didn't think I was. Because divergents are like the rough and they're to be eliminated, but really they're actually the evolution of society. But, okay. I, I say as I actually haven't watched the last Divergent movie. Don't come Neither have I. Have you read the book? No. Oh. I haven't done anything. <gasps> so you don't know what happens. Somebody spoiled that in grade eight for the hero speech. <gasps> really? Oh, that's bad. To be fair, I did do mine about the Hunger Games. I can't remember what I did mine on. Actually, I think I do. But if I had to do it now, I'd, I'd probably do something like the Hulk. The Hulk? I don't know. I'd do something like really stupid, like cows. And just persuade everyone that they're the heroes. Like that's the real testament. For context, when we were beginning high school, we had to do an English assignment that was like a public speaking thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, where we had to explain why something or someone was a hero. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people did book characters, so there were a lot of Harry Potters, there were a lot of Katniss Everdeens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd have to double check who I did, but I'm pretty sure, like 90% sure, I did this guy who was like burnt in a fire and like he wasn't ever going to walk again, and then he ended oh. up running, like, running the world's fastest mile. Whoa! I know. What I a think, ledge. I think that's how I chose. Nice. Yeah, there were a lot of fictional people that people chose. Well, that's because fictional people are, like, idolised and very distilled. Because you think about it, the fictional people, if you have a book or a story or a movie, every part of the movie that's included is critical to this person's development. So you don't see, like, the stuff that they do every day. You mm. don't see them procrastinating or worrying. But when you hear, like, a real-life story, you're like, oh, it took this person, like, five years. Yeah, to actually do something Like, do stuff. It. Like, you know, like our everyday lives, you live it through every day. So if it was distilled in the story, you'd be like, well, it's really interesting, but mm. every day you're living it. Yeah. it's a really good point. So maybe we could kind of transfer that into the story because maybe then it kind of goes beyond, here's where it, get, it gets meta. It's the rough amongst the diamonds of like protagonists in that like they're not so distilled down in their story. Yeah, that's kind of what I was leaning towards. Like this, this rough, I'm going to call them the rough. The rough is just living their lives. They're not really it's like looked Ralph. down on. They're not really... Like, they just exist. And they're just going about their life. Mm. Um, and I feel like we would have a visual cue. I feel like in their universe, there is they look exactly the same as everyone else. But if we were watching a movie or something, there would be a visual cue that they are... Different. Different. So, like, maybe they wear colours that are, like, a little off like maybe everyone for example maybe everyone wears red and they wear like a shade of blue like a light shade of blue and that's the visual cue that they're different yeah but then i feel like that's like very very different because i feel like well that's just an example that's like a really obvious example like everyone's wearing like really bright white and maybe this maybe the rough's wearing eggshell yeah something like that yeah yeah i think yeah that's that's good i feel like maybe the rough doesn't know that they're like a rough until like maybe somebody points it out to them like very earnestly mm. i'm thinking this is like a short film like a silent like pixar short oh my gosh okay i like where this is going yeah i was like i don't think i can make a whole story on no this. okay this is good a pixar short or like a silent short film yeah 
No, I it's just the like idea music, of like an animated short. Like swelling music. Oh my gosh, can we have like like John Powell or someone in on this? Absolutely we can. I want the guy from How to Train Your Dragon to do this. Yes, please. Yes. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I feel like the, the pristine white and the eggshell white is actually like, can you see it? Yeah, like it's very subtle. Yeah. To be honest, oh, I have an idea that this could even go further. Hmm. Hear me out. Hearing you out. Hear me out. Barbie princess and the pauper. Oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> no, actually this, okay. I don't know how to explain it, but imagine Snow White Seven Dwarves. Yep. Barbie princess and the pauper. Beautiful. So. Fantastic movies. I know. So what their role is in this society is they're a miner. Mm-hmm. So they go in and mine stuff, like say diamonds. And this whole time, they've been mining these, like, rocks. And so they're not diamonds, but they, for some reason, think that they're valuable. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yeah, other gems or something. So they've been mining them. And so maybe they get called to, like, head office or something, whatever. Like, somebody confronts and be like, you got to stop mining these. They're worthless. All of this stuff. Because they, people just think that they're rocks. Okay. Or something. But then one day like one of them breaks and it's actually like amethyst inside because you know how they're like a geode yeah and that so maybe this person has innately been harvesting geodes which may have even more important minerals and crystals and variety as opposed to what they're just harvesting as gems like diamonds and that's how it ties in so i was thinking snow white miners and then barbie rapunzel amethyst thinks the princess and the pauper before Oh yeah, it's Princess of the Football. Don't don't mind me switching up my Your Barbie movies. Barbie movie marriage needs to It's because Rapunzel's superior, so that was just in my head. That's a really good point. Barbie Rapunzel is a fantastic movie. Exactly. Okay, so like how do we feel about that? Of like that's kind of how Like actually di- mining or is that more of a metaphor? No, actually mining. Oh because it is a metaphor. Like, that's the issue, is they actually have been mining, and they've been mining the wrong thing by society standards. See, I was thinking of that kind of mining as a metaphor for their day job. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay, I see where this is going. I was going too literal. Yeah. But it was still a metaphor. So all they're doing is just kind of picking away at something that they think is, like, worth it. No one else does. Like, everyone's just living... Kind of like, you know how the Lego movie starts where everyone just kind of follows that really simple line of logic and have everyone I just doesn't the Lego told. movie. You haven't seen the Lego movie? I think I've seen snippets, maybe? Okay, long story short, basically Is every... that the one with Lloyd? I think so. Oh, okay, I kind of know it. So everyone lives by, like, the Lego rules. You know how, like, building Lego... You yes. just kind of follow the rules. Oh. So it's like, you wake up, you ha- eat this for breakfast, you go get this coffee, you go have this kind of shower, and this is what you do, and this is what you read. So everyone's kind of living that life. It's very picturesque, very... Dictated. Yeah. But this rough is like, they're like, I know that there's something behind this, and then someone comes along and is like, that's not... That's not, not worth it. And then they uncover something. So, okay, I have an idea. Uh-huh. Because, like, you're thinking, like, a day job. It's kind of like... See, this would be in, like, today's standards. I don't know how it'd be in the utopia. But, like, say they were, like, working for a bank and they take loan applications. Mm-hmm. Like, businesses. So maybe certain... Like, there are certain rules or parameters of things that they should accept. But this person's been accepting, like... Like, you know, they'll see 
the opportunity or something mm -hmm. and um, the people have been like hey this hasn't paid off in one year like this was bad applications by this this and this one like you've made some bad choices yeah but then like a couple years later these were like the things like the technology and the businesses that like boosted society yeah just because they saw that I don't know I think particularly with the bank teller that got me leaning into free guy territory I haven't watched that you haven't watched that either gosh why I swear I watch stuff it's a great movie it's the Ryan Reynolds movie where he's in a video game yeah I know I've seen the trailer mm, it's good I've just been a busy lass mm, definitely sounds like it yeah I just watch movies <laughs> I like try to relax <laughs> yeah. which movies can make me relax but like purposeful like you know relaxing movies yeah no I get that um, okay I feel like we've gone away from the cute Pixar short yeah I let's see, go back the way that I'm imagining it in my head is that how, how many times can I say imagining it in my head um, <laughs> yeah it's Put just it on like the bingo. really stagnant music just kind of there living a life over and over and over and trying to just pick almost pick away at this I mean if you're going for idea. the motive maybe it's like a re like music it might be like a repeating motive yeah until it starts changing when the person yeah. starts changing yeah and like they maybe see something and then get a little faster and the music speeds up but then their boss comes in and it's like this isn't doing anything you've been working on this for months and you're not getting anywhere pick a new project Okay, so if we're going in, and like, Pixar, muted, silent film, it, like, the boss comes in, like, slams open the door, like, chucks down the project on the desk, and is, like, angry and, like, no, points to the calendar, and, like, the calendar had, like, a date marked of, like, due, and it's, like, overdue, like, you had months to do this. Yeah. Um, and then, like, no, and then they leave. I'm just, I'm just transferring that to Pixar in my head. Yeah. But here's where it can go two kind of directions. Is the project still done in secret by the rough? Or is the project continued and the diamonds or like the profit uncovered by the organization? And then it's like a social commentary. Because then it could be like a, that that's two different ways that it could go. It could be, the rough realizing that what they're doing is worth it or it could be big corporate slander so okay here's the two things and this is going down to the deepest level of like symbolism of what each one means yeah i know we are getting real deep <laughs> we are i i predicted this was going to be a deep one i know um so the first one the former where they still choose to do it in their own time they might be like, I know I'm drawn to this project, mm. I'm gonna do it anyway, and then see it through and it works. And the thing behind that is that it shows this passion and this intuition that this person has, which that's what differentiates them from the others, is yeah, the fact that they follow through the on the intuition. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the other one is like, yeah, say the, the big ones follow through, and then it's like, oh, this person was actually the founding part of like why so good, like yeah, say, but they're not going to get credit for it. Yeah, but they're not going to get credit, and that's kind of corporate sender. And I kind of feel like that doesn't align with the the diamond, the rough in amongst the diamonds. True. Okay, so let's so, go the first route. Yeah. See, excellent at decision making. I mean, you're not, but <laughs> I'm not usually, but I am right now. I know. You come up with options, and I'm like, we can yeah, work with this. Exactly. Okay. 
I mean, you did shut down like all of my options in the first half of this podcast. Did I? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Fine, fine. Um, okay, now we've got to think about what might this project be. Yeah, what's a, what's a project in a utopia that would not be going by the book, that would make someone be okay. out of place? I have a really cute idea. Okay. Like, so they live in a utopia, that kind of thing. And I feel like this person maybe makes furniture or something. They hear where I'm going. Okay, I'm hearing you out. And then, like, they want to make, like, a bird bar or, like, a little birdhouse. Like, something really stupid. And they keep getting shut down. So they go home and, like, they build their own little, like, shed and, like, start making it. And then they make, like, the bird bath or the birdhouse or something. Do um, birds, like, not exist? Well, I think that... I think maybe this person found like a rare species of bird like they didn't know it's rare but it is and so like they yeah have like a little bird bath with like a little tree house and a little snack bit and they finally get to make it and then they just get to see the first bird come and then like the first bird they've ever seen or something yeah the first bird they ever see and then like a couple weeks later there's like more of the birds and then like a couple years later he like comes home from like maybe making other ones for like his neighbors or something and then, like, maybe the first bird has just died, and it's really sad. And then the next scene is like, he like looks inside the house, and there's like a nest. Oh so my god! So there's Lord. other little eggs. Stop it. So then he goes back to the shed, and like he starts making like a little incubator. This is gonna make me cry. I'm already starting to cry. Alright, he starts a little incubator. And then, like, you know, he, like, starts looking after the eggs and, like, maybe putting the incubator in the birdhouse or, like, making another birdhouse, like, in the shed with the incubator. And then, like, you know, it's looking after the little nest. And then, like, the last scene is, like, the eggs hatching. And it's like he brought this new life because of his passion because he's the rough amongst the diamonds. I totally thought we were going into Lorax territory, but you turned it around. I thought we'll go to Lorax territory as well. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, there's no birds. All I could think was, how bad can I be? And then we turned it into, like, my cry Pixar movie. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Because that's kind of like two stories journey into one then. It kind of is. Mm. It's the start and the passion and then it's the creation of new life. Yeah. Like, the fact that, like, yes, it may not have benefited human standards, but it's saving are the life forms because who are we as humans to dictate what's important who said that we could step on that ant like literally what right did we give ourselves to kill something okay i know sorry we're getting deep here whoa getting deep anyway but it's true exactly we gave ourselves the right like you know say like you hit like a possum or something like some people would be like oh it's just a possum and i'm like yeah but that was an entire life that was a living thing what right did you give yourself to not care Yep. And, and I feel like that should be part of it because that's kind of how society is going because like if something's not benefiting human or human development they're kind of like so what and it's, it's more like, human development than humans yeah it's the evolution that people are trying to stump yeah and so maybe no like, that's what I that's not what I meant <laughs> <laughs> it's not the evolution it oh my gosh okay backing up for a sec it's human evolution and the development that people are trying to push forward rather than enjoyment and life 
in the moment. Yeah. That's the whole... Well, see, here's the thing. That's kind of the whole mindfulness push. But the whole mindfulness push is like, oh, be mindful so you can be better at your job. Yeah. It's all of like that kind of stuff. And exactly. it's like, whoa, it's not It's not be mindful. be mindful so you can be present. It's be mindful so that you can be better. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, you practice medica- meditation. Why aren't you a better version of yourself? Exactly. Why aren't you out here like doing workouts for 10 hours a day? Like, it's like, whoa, that's not... That's not what it's for. That's not... Like, everyone's going to use it to benefit themselves in a different way. Mm. Some people are going to use it to better themselves in their job or their relationship. Some people just want it to center themselves. Exactly. Like, that's just what they needed in their life. Yeah. All right. So, I feel like maybe it might be, yeah, commentary on that and, like, yeah, like, that passion, yeah, turning into, Mm. like, feeling like... Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah, out of the ordinary for this utopia where everything is done so methodically yeah and like i think the thing is about like the birdhouse and the bird bath is they should be like slightly imperfect mm. like i feel like in the process he should like make the first one like his passion and it's super perfect like crisp lines everything because that's what he's trained for and he yeah. puts it out and the bird he sees doesn't come mm. and so then what he does is like he takes it back and either he modifies it or he starts from scratch and he just does what he wants to do every time. I have a better idea. And then, well, no, going off of yours. I was going to say, damn, you want to replace me? It's going off of yours. Okay, continue. Instead of remaking one, in frustration, they break the first. Yeah. And then put it back together and then it's imperfect. Yeah. Because then it's still the first one. It's still the origin of the passion, just more unique. Yeah, I think that will happen. Instead of making one again and again and again, because it's still like, this is the way that they're trained to be. It's always going to be perfect and pristine. Because mm. no matter how different you are, this person has been raised in a utopia that has forced them to live this life. Yeah, like no matter what, subconsciously they're ingrained. Yeah. So I reckon if it breaks and then back to, is back together. Mm, that could be pretty cute. And then that's also indicative of their passion being squashed yeah. and then being reignited because they want to fix it. I think it'd also be really good because in that society what would happen like even in now society if something's not perfect you throw it out and start a new one you don't try and fix it mm. that's the thing or like sometimes obviously you have to throw things out yes so well, that you no, can restart like say you know you were doing like a project at like a, a uni and like yeah you built a chair and it's like not perfect they won't be like oh just fix it make it better they'll just be like start again yeah that's what I kind of imagine. Even, like, on a broader scale mm. of, like, corporate. So, like, I feel like that even then is the commentary of, like, their... Because it's showing the sustainability of it. Instead of starting a new one, they're being sustainable, reusing the resources. Yeah. And that shows the sustainability of then helping the life mm. of the birds. And I doubt in this utopia people would be sustainable. It would just be, nope, it has to be perfect to start again. I don't care. Yeah, it's like... A, I imagine this utopia is, like, weirdly, like throw it out like perfect not sustainable that way but it is sustainable i don't imagine like they're like we must be the perfect society so they use like solar power but like yeah if it's not this certain solar panel and this certain orientation it won't make the fit you yeah. know like if it's not generating like 80 kilowatts i don't know i don't know about solar power neither do i um then like yeah it's not making the cut like that's what i yeah. imagine like it's weirdly sustainable but like they've removed all life like, they've cut down all the trees, but they use, like, hydropower. Everybody wants 
Yeah, stop seeing the Lorax. <laughs> it's I have seen that movie though. <laughs> you have seen the Lorax. I know, I had to watch Good. it on my own volition because again, my parents didn't it's really It's a great movie. It. I know. It, it is. Really, like Danny DeVito. I forget it's a musical wow. every time. Like mm. the singing. It does have great music. Yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking we should discuss colour themes. Colour themes, okay. Because I feel like we should go really in-depth, like take how far we can develop this short story. Okay. Like short film. I imagine like Pixar. I don't yeah. want it to be real life. I want it to be like cute animated, like the yeah, first no, couple minutes be, of Up. It's animated. It's not live action. Yeah. Um, I, I'm thinking like the Utopia is white. I think that's kind of a it's very a telling. It's diamond. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything's made of like frosted glass and white. Mm. I see that. I see yeah. that. What about where this person lives? I feel like where they live is also very much like that because the whole neighborhood's built like that. But when they like maybe like make a shed or modify a bit in their garage, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they make a shed and it's like. I think everything is very townhousey, but they live on the bottom floor, so they have a bit of a backyard. Ooh, that's pretty cute. Yeah. So they live in townhouses. That. That I feel like correlates. that's very utopian, like like apartment blocks that all look exactly the same. Yeah. No, I see that. I see that. Mm. Um, but like very bougie apartment blocks, not mm. like Chernobyl apartment blocks. Yeah. Um, okay. Then going on. So the frosted white. Appearances. I feel like you just have to have people as people. Like I feel like there should be equal representation of ethnicities. Because... In this ideal world, to better the human race is actually to accept other races. Like, oh my yeah. gosh. And I fact. think that's a really important part of it. I don't think there should be any steps backwards in terms of acceptance. It's yeah. just in terms of evolution. Exactly. Like, they're like, this discrimination is hindering our evolution because you discriminating against this queer person in the workplace is meaning that this work is not being optimised. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, yeah, we're getting rid of all of that. People are people. It's a really, like... 50-50 balance of what's good in this utopia and what's bad. And that's the reason why it's a utopia, because some things are idealised and ideologies of today's standards. Because a utopia is what we perceive as idealised. So we see an issue right now, which is like racism and all that, mm. and in this utopia, it must be solved. Otherwise, yeah. it's not a utopia. It's not a utopia, yeah, for sure. Straight facts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Where does this guy work? Oh, I said making furniture. Would they have machines yeah, for that? I feel like... Furniture is actually not a bad idea because there could be, like, they could be developing things that will better people. Mm. Like, Maybe, like, prosthetic furniture. Yeah, but why would he be making a bird bath? Because he really wants to make Because he has a bird in the tree or something. There's, like, a fake tree in the backyard. And then... You are... Delving into Lorax territory okay, it's every a real time tree. you say that. It's a real tree. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of tree it is. It's just... Because he sees the bird. humans and that's it. Why? Then how does he see the bird? Because the bird flies over from a different place. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe. So he sees the bird. It may be like he has a look at the spa he's selling. <laughs> he's not selling a spa. Um, I was thinking bird bath. <laughs> so I was oh, like, yeah. Spa. Um... And that maybe we don't even have to go that in depth. Maybe it's like he sees, like we've got him like 
doing his work is pretty mundane, pretty muted colours, mm. very easily symbolic. And then he's at work and maybe he's like sitting in a bench in the back, I mean at home, sitting in a bench in the backyard or mm. something. And he sees the bird fly and it's yeah. like, and it's, it's like vibrant, really it's very bright colours. Yeah, like, you know, a rainbow par- lorikeet. lorikeet yeah. Rainbow lorikeet. Uh, that's a bird we have here in Australia. Yeah. Is it native I to think anywhere? it's just Australian. I think so. Anyway, Google it. It's pretty rainbow. That's why. They're gorgeous. Yeah, I used to have them, like, outside my house when I was younger. Oh. Then we moved house. That was beautiful. They're annoying, but yeah. they're gorgeous. Yeah. It's okay. Um, anyway, and so then maybe he goes to work again. And he can't get it out of his head. Yeah, and then he starts, like, designing it and, like, wanting to build it. Yeah, maybe he, like, designs furniture that will always be optimised, like, um, in, like, space, yeah. fabric, that kind of thing. Yeah, like to make your house the most efficient space it can be. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that, and, and so obviously the bird bath is just decoration, so that's kind of frowned upon in the first place. It's not optimizing anything. Yeah, and so maybe yeah, like the bus comes in and like looks in there, like shaking their head no. Mm. Um, so the person goes home, is like sad, sees like the lorikeet again, and then comes back to work and like maybe starts making it, and then like the boss like, oh wait, maybe it doesn't start making it. They have to make it at home. Maybe, would the boss fire them? I don't think so. I think what would happen is the Ruff would be trying to pitch it to their workplace. Yes. And then it the gets shut The next day down. goes to the workplace mm. and has this design. And, like, it's a boardroom. And then everyone shuts it down. They're like, no, shakes yeah. their head. Yeah. And then I reckon they go home. And, yeah, they start, like, making it. Because they live on the first floor. Is there a shed? Will they build a shed? They can't. I don't think so. Well, then I think it's just it? going to be, maybe they start building it in their home, which is obviously super pristine all the time, and it messes up their home, which is representative of their brain actually yeah, latching on to reality. Yeah. Um, so much symbolism in this. Yeah. Every Pixar is so much symbolism. True. Um, yeah. And so then they go, and they like, yeah, make the first bird bath, and they see the bird like fly over, and then like it like circles back and like it looks but then it like leaves again so then like they're frustrated smash it smash it and then they go in and they like fix it and it's like imperfect and then yeah like the bird comes and it's like happy and it stays and then like the next day maybe like another bird comes and that um the bird goes hey guys hey friends come with me exactly um and that and maybe it's just the two for a while um, and then, like I said, the really sad story of, like, one day he comes home from work and the first, like, OG bird is original. I'm going to say OG. I'm not saying OG. The original bird, yeah, is, like, dead. And so they're very sad. Then, yeah, they look inside and there's a nest and then they start making an incubator in their home. Because it doesn't just stop at one task to make the world better. You have mm. to keep going. Exactly. And so then, like, yeah, all of that. And then, like, once those like and then more birds come and then like the little baby birds hatch and then that's the end beautiful so does the short end with the baby birds hatching yeah because it's new life fam yeah you never know where the story will go after that will you start a bird sanctuary who knows who knows i reckon once the bird dies and it's like it goes kind of gray again whoa Yo, 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 his happiness just died. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think that is a step back. No, hold on. I think it goes grey because you think that your your efforts have been fruitless. 
and then he sees the nest and instead of like coming back to colors i reckon he like it's like gray and then wait the next, what's gray the cut the color scheme oh but hear me out so then the color schemes oh you're thinking the bird the bird i was thinking the bird no was i gray. think the color scheme goes gray oh my lord because then here i'm thinking the color scheme grows gray again and then the next day he comes home from work and then he brings home this giant box thing and he flick, plugs it in and he flicks on the light and then it's a warm light and that's the first like and it kind of starts dispelling the gray because it's all like gray and there's like this warm light and that's the incubator and, he sits, and so then like he puts the eggs in and then it slowly starts warming up the screen mm-hmm. and then like once they hatch it's all colorful again and you know what i just figured out what we were so smart before the color scheme of the rough is eggshell which is a warm white <gasps> no! and the eggs oh my gosh we are geniuses we are the best <laughs> it's foreshadowing i know we foreshadowed our own brain cells <laughs> look at us go dang mm-hmm. i respect that yeah wow that's what english did to us every color has a meaning it does the connotations, mm-hmm. the nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that was really good. Fantastic. I feel like that's a very happy. I'm happy to consolidate that ending yeah. to the story. It wasn't even that. It was a very quick one, I'd say. Uh, not really. Really? No. Oh. That's about the same length as all the other ones have been. Wow, we really went in depth. We did. I feel like this has been our most evolved one. Yeah, we went into like the color scheme, the lighting, mm. all that stuff, which I'm surprised you didn't talk more about the lighting, about how much you've studied it. Yeah, trauma. I think the way that I'm viewing it, it's very, like I, I was kind of describing it as pristine. Like it's very, it's blinding white. It's I'm thinking really, like a crisp. Yeah, it's very crisp, which is why the contrast of the rough's eggshell being a bit warmer is already yeah. initially a little bit different. Yeah, no, I think that's that's good. And it shows that their brain is going to be working in a different way. Like, it's not a complete change. It's not like they started out pristine and then switched up once they found this bird. They were already kind of thinking on a Yeah, it wasn't plane. a diamond that turned into a rough. It was a rough that was already existent amongst diamonds. Yeah, exactly. Perfect, with the symbolism. Okay, so... We, well, not we, me, I actually came up with a topic of conversation. You did? I can't, well, I discussed this with you last night. Um, I don't remember. It was the like origin of ideas and like imagination and stories. Oh, not yes. like the origin history, but like how you come up with ideas versus how I come up with ideas or yeah. like others. Well, you've obviously got ideas generating constantly because you have been writing down prompts yeah. i've definitely trained my brain to yeah. come up with prompts like genuinely you can how do you come up with them like does inspiration just strike you or do you see something it's okay there are so many different ways so some of them are like oh i come up with a really good story idea but then i don't want to like develop the story so mm. i convert it into like a prompt you simplify it yeah yeah um it might be simple things like i hear a song and like some lyrics resonate and then i think of something mm-hmm. Um, it might be like a poetry idea. Um, sometimes I was saying last night, you hear like lyrics or like a movie trailer or something and you think the story is something and then Mm -hmm. it's not. Like say I watched a trailer for a movie and I thought that the protagonist was going to do something or like 
the story idea was something, and then it was something different. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, my idea was still really good. Yeah. I'll write it down. Like, when I mishear something. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a lot of, like... Do you have, that. like, one that's most consistent? Um, look, to be honest, when I'm sitting on the toilet, comes to... <laughs> I Usually, love that. It's the most inconvenient, like, when Bathroom I'm driving. are the best. I'm driving. Um, really? Yeah. Or usually, like, lying down for bed. That's when I, like, can mull over things mm. and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, usually it hits me, like, when I'm, like, doing another task. Yeah. But, like, Your brain's can, just wandering. Yeah, I can just do stuff. That's probably the most common recently because I've been working a lot more. Yeah. Um, I do have, actually, this one's, like, a less creative. But, like, if I'm in a slump, a writing prompt slump, as mm-hmm. you would, or when I have to do my bulk batches for Christmas, yeah. then like when, whenever it's like a holiday, I do like a bulk list, yeah. like 20 prompts themed. Um, and that I have like a formula. Yes, is this where you get me involved? Well, yeah, okay, I either asked like words, like noun, verb, something, I have to like write them together. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm making a lot, I do one list of like words and another list of words. And then, like, I do a random number generator because I number them. And then I pick two. So, like, I had, like, Santa and hostage. I know. I So, the the Christmas one was, like, one list of Christmas words and one list of, like, random word generators. So, there was, like, taxes. Oh. And I was like, oh, I didn't write a prompt on that. I like the hostage Santa one. That sounds like um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, vibes. Um... I'm pretty sure Santa took the hostage in my prompt. Oh! <laughs> anyway, that's beside the point. Wow. Um, anyway, so like, yeah, because then I think of what's common and then I kind of twist it because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's very predictable. How could we make it interesting? I used to be very strict of like, I have to say these words explicitly, but now I just kind of use them as like, oh, well, this is my idea. I don't have to say the words. Yeah, like a really interesting way because you're going to think of things that you wouldn't typically think of. Yeah, exactly. I have some of my interesting ones come from those and it's helps because if you're in a slump you're like at least coming up with something until you can kind of like train your brain to get over it yeah and what about you i don't have inspiration strike me a whole lot i have one of those brains that i can't come up with an original thought for the life of me which is why the writing prompts are so good like i couldn't come up with writing prompts but as soon as i hear one i already have 10 thoughts generating yeah stories so I, a couple years back, this is an example of like how inspiration strikes me because it's always so weird. Mm. But I came up with a story idea from something that I heard. So I was at a cinema and um, in their like food court outside, they have TVs that have like the news on them, just like standard, your standard channel, ABC or whatever. Yeah. Um, And I didn't know that they were on. So I walked under one and I heard like a young girl scream. Wild. And I I genuinely had no idea that there was a TV above me. So my first thought was, oh my God, did I just hear something from my future? Whoa. I I don't know when that was my first thought. I love how that was your first thought. Your first thought. But I just, I I heard it and I knew it was, it sounded distant. I, I knew it wasn't around me. It felt like it was in my head. So I was like, I'm, I swear, I've just heard something that's important to me. Yeah. So from that, 
I came up with my story idea. Maybe we'll go into it eventually. One day. One day we'll delve into all our story ideas collectively. Oh, for sure. There are so many. I developed a story called The Day I Dread and basically the protagonist has this curse where they hear just at random points in time, they hear the moment that's going to tear them apart. Mm. So for that particular one with the scream, like the young girl screaming, it was like the day her daughter dies. Damn. So. That hits. Yeah. And she's like immortal and she's constantly cursed to hear. So if one day passes, like her daughter dies, does she have another day she dreads? Essentially, yeah. Because she's immortal, she lives so many lives and she falls in love with people and she like tries to live, but then she keeps hearing things that she doesn't want to happen. So then she gives up on connecting to people. Oh. Yeah. Sort of like Age of Adeline, but yeah, more um, supernatural, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Age of Adeline was... Yeah. That was a, oh, that's a really good movie. It was a great movie. Um, no, um, that's a really good story. But yeah, so it's just... It's really strange, especially... For me, it's generally things that I hear. Like, I'll hear someone say something out of context or I'll hear a piece of music, similar to you. Mm. And it'll just kind of, I'll connect an emotion to it and then I'll connect a story to it. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah. Because even then, like when we're developing stories like these, we're only like three episodes in, but like we very much think about like what's, we we think of like what's the vibe, but it's actually like what's the emotion that we want people to feel from this? What's the emotion and what's the message I think are our two main motivators, except for the TGU, because what was that? That was phenomenal it was, was phenomenal a... and it was crazy and it had zero emotion um, actually I, no, I felt a, emotion it had a love story it had a love story exactly anyway not going back into the tgu no not yet at least not yet um but yeah okay how do you perceive authors that can actually develop a full story or like a movie, like screenwriters, how do you perceive they would give their inspiration? I have no idea. And I really, I really envy that because I suppose at the moment, all you see is adaptations. So there are much. so many remakes and sequels and book to movie adaptations. There's so little originality, originality in the movie and film industry, uh, the, it, sorry, even, film and TV industry at the moment. Yeah, even then they're very similar formula and that kind of goes back into our human development because like they saw it was successful so they want to continue success rather than try new things because to give an example WandaVision they tried something really new because you know how like each episode was a new decade they tried something really new and I loved it and if you stuck through it it was actually a really good story it was yeah and like I thought it was so refreshing but like my parents wouldn't watch it because they'll be like what on earth is going on well, the thing is with WandaVision, that's a really interesting example because mm. every episode, yes, was a different decade, but there were a couple of episodes where they delved really heavily into the Marvel formula. Like episode four was all about what S.W.O.R.D. was doing behind the scenes. And even episode, like the final episode was very Marvel. And for a yeah. lot of people, they were the episodes that they didn't enjoy as much. Yeah. Because it just slipped right back into a formula that was so popular, yes, but... It felt out of step with the story. Yeah, and the fact that it was so original. Yes, they were based on sitcoms that have already existed, but they felt new and exciting. 
Well, see, I didn't even, like, know that they were based on, like, existing kind of sitcoms. Okay. But, like, you know, you kind of have that formula. You kind of see it. Yeah. But it was a very interesting, like, way. Because you're, like, every episode, you're, like, what on earth is going on? And mm. then you realize, like, oh, she was handling grief. Mm. And then it was such an original way of how they handled grief. Because usually in the Marvel thing, if they're handling grief, they have, like, a great power surge or, yeah, you know, it's not... That's like, one of the things in Endgame in particular that I found... This is a very small side tangent about the grief thing. When Thor had put on weight, he was mourning. Did you say he, the Greek thing? The grief thing. Oh, the grief thing. I said the Greek thing. I'm like, Thor is not Greek. No, he's Okay, yeah, North. the grief thing, yes. Um, yeah, when he puts on weight and he, he has a panic attack when he's gone back to um, Asgard in yeah. the past. And... Rocket slaps him out of a panic attack, and that is such a step back for That's representation of anxiety. It. Yeah, because like the people be like, "Oh, they're just freaking out, snap out of it." But then yeah. when you see that in real life, and you go up to someone having a panic, like a panic attack, and you're like, "Snap out of it!" It's not yeah. as someone who has panic attacks, and for you as someone who's witnessed panic attacks, that's not how you handle it. No, you like get them to sit down, and you just. Like, there's different ways like yeah. you can do it. But, like, yeah, you can't... You don't slap someone out of yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm not like, oh, snap out of it. It's not. No. It's not. You have to, like, psychologically change the situation. Exactly. And that, it's not... Yeah, so that was kind of... And that's why um, WandaVision was so good at representing grief. Because yeah. it was realistic. You know, as realistic as you can get when she's the skull of But, witch. like, it didn't undermine her powers. Exactly. It didn't undermine the pain that she was going through either. It was a coping mechanism. Yeah, it was. Um, And the fact of, like, I love... I kind of love how she was so powerful that other people who disregarded her grief had to then deal with the consequences was kind of like, well, maybe we should reevaluate how we handle this in the future. Yeah, for sure. And that's so... I think that's really good. A good... uh, A villain turned hero, turned villain, turned hero. I'm thinking back to Ultron villain and what turn- scarlet witch yeah she was, oh villain she turned hero turned villain turned anti-hero anti-hero turned hero turned hero well who knows what's gonna happen in Actually, multiverse of madness yeah i want vision to come back anyway that's distracting from the point yes but okay do you think in a way like some successful writers have story like ideas just like you they just have like motivation to follow through and write them i would say or so. or do you think there would be a difference in like the ideas like not just the quality of the writing like if we disregarded the quality of the writing mm. but like the actual ideas do you feel like there would be a different in quality like a difference in quality i think it would be interesting to to find out the original story ideas that people come up with yeah, what did they originate from yeah so i feel if you have a writer who's developing a story idea and they go to pitch it to a big organization are they gonna turn them down or are they going to morph that idea into the formula that they know works exactly i i don't know how prominent that is in the industry i know we think of adam sandler a lot of the movies he stars in he has produced and yeah kind of and they're all pretty different they've all got the same sense of humor and a very similar kind of if Stick, but. Yeah, well, if Anderson was a writer and he had to go to a production company and pitch each one of the stories, how many of them would have been turned down? Yeah, exactly. exactly. All of them. 
So like they're yeah. all pretty average movies. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, what's the what's the what's the dream bedtime stories? Bedtime stories is a great movie. Iconic. As is Blended. Actually, I really like Grown Ups. Yeah, I. The vibe yeah. ties into my um. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that ties in with my uh, birthday season story, which would be a later prompt of uh, how I explained. Actually, it came from one of my prompts, and I loved it so much. That one's based off real life. What? Yeah, birthday seasons. Oh. I well, I mean, your birthday's in two months. Maybe we can have a special episode. Ooh, where I explain birthday season. Because it's very much developed. Oh, wow. It's very developed. I just don't want to write because I'm scared of my perfectionism coming in being like, it's yeah. not going to be as good as I think it is. Yeah. Um, no, but something that's interesting, it's actually my book I have on the table over there, mm. is a collection of Neil Gaiman short stories. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning... He actually explains the origin of each story, how each short story came about. Oh. And it's very interesting because some of them are like, oh, I had this idea on the train or I was reading a fairy tale and they put like a twist on it, like um, Mr. Fox or something like that. Yeah. When was that book created? I think it's like mid-2000s. Like That's really interesting. Have you read The Tales of Beetle the Bard? No, no, I have not. So it's a collection of short stories from the Harry Potter series. Yeah, I, I know that. I'm explaining for listeners, oh. Chloe. Okay, sorry, you should have premised that. Wow. For those of you who don't know. So, because I do. The Bard, introduced in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and it's just a collection of wizard wizardry short stories, essentially. Yeah. But at the start of every chapter, or of every story, there's an explanation for the reasoning behind the story and whether there's like, obviously it's all fictional, but whether there's a real life like story or myth that the story's been Space. derived from. Oh. So I'm wondering if they had any connection or if one influenced the other or something like that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Cause like, yeah, a lot of them are I like- I those kinds of stories. I know. Well, actually, yeah, a lot of them was like, he was like somebody who, puts together anthologies so a collection of short stories um like messaged him and was like hey i want a story about this this and this and then he would actually have to write it so they would actually give him parameters of what he would have to do so then yeah, that kind of like prompt. limits yeah it's kind of like a writing prompt yeah. so it prompts you but then it also limits your imagination because like you didn't derive it from your own and there's like oh. it's like you know when we have a writing prompt yes we will go off the prompt but sometimes we like completely turn it yeah. Because it's, it's a prompt. You don't have to use it as the original. Like what I said about like when I have the list of words, mm. it's, I don't have to use the original in the it's words inspiration. anymore. It's inspiration. So like say you did have an idea and then you kept evolving it and evolving it and evolving it and you had this brilliant story, but then it no longer matches the parameters. You have to do it. So like would you stay within the parameters and then you would never get to that story? Yeah. The prime. It stumps the evolution of the story. Oh, Which goes back, back to Utopia. Tim, Tim, Daniel. The rough amongst the diamonds. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, we are coming up on an hour, Chloe. Wow, after I have to edit this, it's probably going to yeah. be just a little bit less. Because I'm editing this one, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, and we will catch you next time.